Impact, Income, and Influence. Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions, millions in your bank account, millions of people following you online. Today, we are going to be talking about what is going on in your head. I am joined by a hypnotherapist who does much more than mindset. She's from Russia, but she is a digital nomad. She has lived all over the world. Lately, she's been living in Colorado, one of my favorite places. We'll get into that a little bit later. Tatiana, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, okay, I want to know where did you fall in love with hypnotherapy? Like, where did this journey start for you? Because it's not like somebody just wakes up one day and is like, I'm a hypnotherapist. So you were traveling around the world and you fell into a hypnotic pool? <laughs> that would be awesome. But no, um, I came to hypnotherapy from the journey of rock bottoms, and um, particularly with my health. So I had a medical condition um, developing cancer at age 21. And after the surgery for the developing cancer, I developed a medical injury on top of it, right? And I've tried everything under the stars. Um, and this is how I accidentally uh, stepped into this pool of hypnotherapy. Now, I had all the biases and all the traditional kind of like, um, I, I believed everything about hypnotherapy that it's something, like, you know, all the stigma that normally people do. I was not looking to get into this world, um, but the transformation I had for my health and um, it basically, in one session, rewired my uh, neurology, right, for that medical injury. And it never came back. So after this huge transformation, and there was another one with my back issues since I, that I had since I was like 12 or 13 years old, I realized, hmm, it's so hypnotherapy is not just something with the mind and the subconscious mind is so much more. And of course, um, having experienced this transformation, I wanted to share about it with the world and uh, and share this approach to hypnotherapy, which is much more body-based, emotional healing-based, and I would even say expansion of consciousness and self-awareness-based than the traditional stigma that we have that it's just putting new suggestions into the mind and like into the mind and the subconscious mind. Okay, so back up for a second. How did you, because if you had biases, like I've, I've talked to people about hypnotherapy and they're like, oh, that stuff doesn't work. Or they're going to make me cluck like a chicken. Like what made you try it? Like, were you walking down the street and you saw a sign for it? Did one of your friends go through it? Like, how did you end up like learn, like being exposed to it? And then what was the conversation in your head? Like that got you to try it? I love those questions. I've never been asked them. Great. Awesome. Thanks so much. Um, so um, I was not even thinking to use hypnotherapy to resolve my health issues. I was going for hypnotherapy. for com uh, So I went for those sessions for completely different reasons. So I was not I, like there was no hope. There was not there, was, there were no expectations. I went there for more of the emotional healing right into the sessions. And what came out of it was uh, the um, what I didn't know that right that the hypnotic state 
um, is so much more, and particularly one of the properties um, is to rewire the neurocircuitry and your, well, everything internally in the body. Uh, and this is how my medical injury and the back issues were rewired. And understanding that, I wanted to like specialize in it. And I went on and studied more of that type of hypnotherapy. Um, and I started my business. So to answer your question, I was not um, even expecting it. I was not, it was not something that I even had in mind that it would happen. Okay. And this is so one of the, one of the proofs for me that it was not my mind hoping, it was not the suggestions. It was actually the healing emotionally that was behind the psychosomatic issues that I was experiencing, including that developing cancer. Having that bird's eye view, expanding consciousness and self-awareness and seeing as a bird's eye view why I was having those issues and releasing the body's memory. And it's interesting because this is what I do right now with entrepreneurs and not a lot of people would see the connection. So I would love to talk about this connection. Cool. I, we'll get to that in just a second. I want to go through your journey just a little bit more. Um, so how many sessions did you go to for mindset before you got into body work? And was it was it because the hypnotherapist suggested it or was it because you naturally went there? Well, I was not doing anything for the mind. I went for, for, the, for the session and it literally, in this experience, it was a two-hour experience. And this is when it happened. And was it so I, I want to I want to get to how you decided to use hypnotherapy at all, because most people I know that are pretty resistant to it are resistant, resistant, resistant. And then like they hit a place where they're like, well, I've tried everything else. I might as well try it. Was that your journey or was it something different? Yeah, I tried everything. I was desperate. I was looking for solutions for many other things in my life um, because I ran away from home. Um, to escape the hell that I was living in in my family and all the childhood trauma and whatnot. Uh, at age 19, with $350 in my pocket, came to New York out of all places. As you might imagine, $350 did not last long in New York. So, yeah, I was ready to try everything and anything. And it was just one of the things. But again, I did not expect the health transformation. Got and it. I would say it was not the health transformation. It was the emotional healing that resulted. I was. I want to be really clear that it was, yes, hypnosis rewires neural pathways, but it was the emotional healing and understanding the bigger, deeper reasons and lessons that created a shift. I now believe that it's impossible to shift something without a shift in consciousness. And the shift in consciousness is a shift in paradigm that we operate on it's not a shift in mindset that's awesome the um i mean we'll get we'll we'll explore that more i would i think argue that mindset and paradigm are the same but i would love to hear your thoughts on them so you decided to become a hypnotherapist what does one do when they're like okay this worked really well for me where do you go learn about it? like how does that happen well, to answer this question, I will have to explain why I went on um, with the, so I, well, I started going for certifications and taking certifications and combining it all together. 
but this is not what created my modality that I use right now and everything that I do in my own step-by-step -step process. Um, mm -hmm. The reason I have this process and what I've developed, it's not like I learned uh, a methodology and I start using it and this is, that's what I do. When I started uh, on this route, when I wanted to scream from the rooftops about the transformations in my life, I went on and basically, I started my business, right? And I thought, hey, I'm going to transform the world. I was motivated. I had it all. I was driven. And the next thing I know is I started bumping into all those, uh, what people would call mindset issues. But again, I want to take it beyond mindset and entrepreneurial blocks um, with the business. And entrepreneurship became the litmus test and that self-development journey that I was kind of always on but it became one of the main catalysts. I mean, I thought before that relationships are the main catalyst to growth, but now I know that entrepreneurship is the real deal. I don't know if you would agree or not. Well, so I mean, it's, my, uh -huh. I would say entrepreneurship is, it's a huge test. I've, I have a lot of thoughts around that. Like it will test everything about you, right? And it will also, it will also cause like, you have to give up everything for it. If you want to be successful, that's, it's really interesting. That's a, I mean, that could be a topic in and of itself. Um, the, I feel like very few people are true entrepreneurs because you have to, you have to be able to juggle. You have to be able to multitask. You have to be able to take a huge amount of risk and feel comfortable with it. And you also have to do, but you have to do like personal development. You have to learn all the business skill sets. You have to learn people skill sets. Um, it's definitely a lifestyle that I think it is, it is a great testing ground, um, for yourself. Right. And it's, it is not for everyone. Some people are much happier not being an entrepreneur, but it, for those of us who do it and do it well, I think that the, like doing anything else in our life is absurd. Right. Absolutely. I, I would agree with you 100%. And I would like to come back to this about yeah. why it's not for everybody a little bit like circle back on it later you know yeah sure um yeah so basically when i started encountering all the blocks and my biggest one was uh fear of camera fear of public speaking and i would literally have my vocal cords shut down it was not just i was nervous or uncomfortable it was the paralysis vocal cords would close i would feel like dying fainting and disappearing from the face of earth kind of situation and as you might imagine it affected everything in my business because there is no way to build a business without visibility and the fear mm -hmm. of visibility is not just fear of camera and it's not just fear of public speaking. And this is why people can get confused because there are a lot of people who do kind of push through the fear and do it, but they're still unconsciously afraid of being visible. It's a much deeper subject. A lot of people with fear of visibility would hate marketing and sales, mm -hmm. um, networking, reaching out. Um, so the red flags, um, and people would usually use all sorts of strategies and learn all the tricks and tricks and tools to compensate right so i was doing all that i went from coach to coach to coach trying to shift my beliefs and my mindset around it and i was told again and again just push through it it's gonna get better and it's gonna get better and it's gonna get better 
I got into $15,000 in debt. I was living in a basement apartment in winter with Italian neighbors above me. And I'm super sensitive to smell and, and noise and their dog that was like barking 24 seven. I was literally going insane. And it was three years into my business. It's not like was, I don't know, second day. It was three years into my business. I was still terrified of camera. And I would push myself every time. So what ended up happening, not only I was, I couldn't move out of that apartment. I didn't have money. I couldn't prove income to move out, right? I had to pay off debt. I was desperate. And on top of it, I was living in permanent stress and fear. And that anticipation, every time I would try to push through the fear, I would be living for another week or more in this anticipation. So I was burned out and constantly stressed. And I knew that this was not the way I wanted to run my business and do my life. It really affected my um, confidence because even though I was serving some clients, but inside, and maybe you would agree, that inside I felt, what kind of hypnotherapist am I? Right? If I cannot resolve my own fear of visibility in all these blocks, I was not serving the number of people I wanted to serve. I was not um, serving and making this impact and using my skills. And even though I was creating change for the people I work with, because we worked on different issues, internally, I felt like a fraud. I felt like an imposter. And this so, is, yeah. So, I mean, I think that is, I think that is great and it's good to be self-aware what did you do to start to shift it? Because that's the, like, you started to feel all this pain and you're like three years in, I'm living in this basement apartment. I feel horrible. So what was the action that you took? Like, what was the moment that caused everything to start shifting for you? Did you work on yourself? Did you go see another hypnotherapist? Like what happened? So while I was living in that apartment, I hadn't yet another attempt to work with um, somebody on that belief system and the, the mindset about showing up and being visible and all my defenses and when we push through all the defenses would activate and i was so triggered i was so desperate and i knew that was not a solution i realized i had to either go back to a job and give up on everything or figure out what is it that i'm missing and in that moment i had an epiphany and my epiphany was that i'm doing things wrong i'm trying to treat my fear in the body and state of paralysis that my body feels every time I am to be who I am visible with mind-based approaches. But it is my body that holds the fear. And from then on, I went to study trauma. I went on to study what trauma does and how trauma is stored in the body and the neurocircuitry and neurochemistry of the body, um, how trauma affects the psyche. And using all the techniques I've learned in over 10 years, disregarding everything that did not work and using the knowledge and the skills and developing my method to work and release body memory and to overcome this on the body level first. Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? 
Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N.C-O-F-F-E-E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. Because so when you yeah. when you started doing that, how long did it take from when you started to like when you felt comfortable in front of the camera and you could be visible again? Because I think that is talking to entrepreneurship or talking to people who run their own businesses. If you're not willing to be visible, it is one of the biggest. I've seen this in clients that are just getting started, $25,000, $30,000 a year. I have a client right now that does couple million dollars a year and they have their biggest thing holding them back is that they don't want to be visible. They want to hide behind Facebook ads and a funnel and like they don't want to be visible. They don't want to like they're scared to email people because it would hurt them, right? They're like, oh, what are people thinking about me? Oh, people are going to have negative reaction. And like it's really handicapping their business. So this happens across a wide range of people. So I want to know how long it took for you when you re realize this and you start working on it how long did it take to fix or well to grow? Just, just before i get into this and thank you for the mm -hmm. questions um i would say that absolutely i work a lot of people think that the fear of visibility shows up at the beginning when we start but i work with many people who have successful businesses to the level they could push through and reach without being mm -hmm. visible but they're still hiding in their business and when we actually resolve this that's when they can upscale up, like, you know, up level and then go to completely different levels. I absolutely agree with you. And the question about how long it took me. Well, I was my own guinea pig. I took on all the knowledge that I was studying trauma internationally, right? And I was developing my tools I because I figured nothing works for me. I have, And I started doing what I now know I do. I, I know that I do best. I started improvising and innovating, creating the methodology I have now. But I would ask, so I would develop these tools to work with the body memory, but I would ask my, well, regular or other type of hypnotherapy practitioners to put me in a hypnotic state to guide me through my blind spots, because that's mm -hmm. one thing we cannot do for ourselves. And to this day, I mean, we all have blind spots. So I developed the methodology to work on the body and emotional healing and the body memory, right? To combine it all with the mindset and coaching. But to develop these tools, I needed to work with people who would put me in the hypnotic state for me to use my tools, to be able to mm -hmm. do it, to go deeper, and also to notice and guide me to my blind spots. So for me, it took a, it took a moment. It, this, this process was, it took a while, but having developed this process now as a methodology it shortens the time and you know it basically creates a transformation because it's not i always say that healing and transformation has structure and steps because mm -hmm. of how the body holds the memory how the nervous system has to be uh, not just balanced it's a very popular term these days but actually reset and um also work with the psyche because trauma creates loops that are the some healed wounds, right? That we um, carry unconsciously. 
And so the process takes steps and we cannot skip them. So when you work with somebody now, how long do you normally work with them? My program is four months. Uh, so I would say, of course, depending on the level, of, it's a jewelry type of work, right? It's a one-on-one -on -one work. And I would say, so my, my main program is four months, four months to six months if, if the person have never dealt with trauma. And I want to be clear that trauma is not an event that happens to us. So a lot of people um, underdiagnose, so they do not recognize um, but trauma is an experience, a felt experience in the body. And this is why it's recorded in the body. Mm -hmm. So going beyond to the mindset, when we think we can just override the emotional wounding and trauma that are stored in the autonomous nervous system, it's the biggest myth ever. If we could really override our autonomous, uh, autonomic nervous system, with the mind, logic, and reasoning, the levels of us that are not verbal, the level of us that, are, that run on autopilot, and there is a system of how the trauma and the wounding um, have to be unlocked, to be released. Um, this is why entrepreneurs uh, bump into these blocks over and over again, and they might be making millions, but still hiding in their business. Well, I, outside of entrepreneurship, I know your main who you work with is entrepreneurs and right. everyone listening to this podcast are entrepreneurs as well. But I think this happens in normal life as well. You have a lot of people who like, they start to have a little bit of success, whether it's at job or whether it's at their church or whether it's, you know, intramural sports or whatever, they start to get a little bit of traction and they, they either self-sabotage or they shut down, right? They know what they need to do, but they can't bring themselves to do it. And it's because a lot of times they have that negative voice from when they were eight or nine years old or some past trauma that's protecting them, right? It's the subconscious mind protecting the conscious mind, but it, the conscious mind says, I want to do this. And the subconscious mind says, you're going to get hurt. And it, it stops, right? Like you, and you can feel it. You see yeah. a lot of people will have a physiological response in their body. So I'm, I'm fascinated by this whole thing. I would love to hear, is there in all the stuff that you studied in years of hypnotherapy, is there anything that you hear people say that you just don't agree with? Is there anything that you're, you're like, that's, that's complete rubbish. Cause there's, I've, I've seen like hypnotherapy. I've seen like self hypno hypno courses. I've seen, you know, the group hypnotic things I've seen RTT. Like, I think there's a lot of different stuff out there. What are your thoughts on all of that? My thoughts on it um, and my main contribution that I'm trying to make, and I want to teach the modality I created to other practitioners for this reason, to bring in my two cents, but also disagree and take it further. Because I believe all those approaches that you just listed, conventional, mm -hmm. unconventional, they're mind-based. They came from this patriarchal structure developed by men who were historically disconnected from their emotions and bodies. And so they believed and they created the medical system and the education system and all our systems. This is why we believe that the mind is primary in the process, right? That in order to transform something and change something that we need to address the mind. And so my biggest disagreement is, I believe that when we address the body memory, the emotion when we do the emotional healing and i do it all together holistically right now right but when we address 
that sabotage, it's not just the voice in the head. The whole nervous system, especially from childhood trauma, transgenerational trauma, we don't even know the people who went through the trauma. There are so many layers to it. But in other words, it's not just the voice. It's not just the subconscious mind. Because if it was hypnotherapy, like mind-based uh, suggestive hypnoth hypnotherapy would have worked 100% of the times. What it is, is it's the, our entire system, neurologically, neurochemically, we are addicted to the emotions that we run. And without unlocking the body, we will continue to bump into the sabotaging block and sabotage our dreams and our goals, be it feeling like an imposter or having visibility fears or money um, issues. Money issues are so much bigger than mindset. Most of them in one way or another will connect to some level of trauma instead of unsafety. So that state of unsafety that we carry within the body, we cannot overrun it with the mind. But when we release that state of unsafety and fear in the body, the trauma, mm -hmm. any relationship and emotional wounds, the mindset, and therefore all the beliefs and all the actions change organically and naturally without trying to change it from the, oh, I just need to think positively, but how? But I need to think differently, but how? But if you release the body, if we work on the, from the bottom up, the mindset and therefore the actions in our business or life, because it it's applicable to every area of our life, change organically and naturally. That's awesome. I mean, I agree with that. I think it is like, I, it is more than just changing your thoughts. You have to rewire everything. Because the, we're not robots. We're holistic beings. The, I think it's interesting, the thought about men versus women. Women definitely experience things more in their body than men do. Um, I think that's an interesting thought I have not heard of before. The, the hypnotherapy sessions that I have been through have mostly been mind-based. There were... I'm trying to remember because I, I worked with three different people. There was one that was a little bit more body-based. Um, it was interesting. It is an interesting thought. So if people wanted to learn more about what you do, do you have something for them? Do you have a PDF? Do you have a free session? What, how, do you, how do people get started working with you? Um, well, I'm the only Tatiana Valeria on Facebook and Google. Um, my website is tatianavaleria.com. And um, for anyone interested to learn more about why the traditional conventional methods don't work and deepen into the subject, I have a masterclass series. Um, you, anyone can find them at tatianavillare.com forward slash transformation. And it's a three video series on these topics and how to actually recognize the emotional wounds and trauma that show up in our business. What are those red flags? why things don't work, what needs to be done. And also the third video is on the connection between our early life experiences like childhood experiences and later in life financial issues. Awesome. What so, do you, let's talk about that a little bit. The, we're going to link all of these in the show notes as well. So if you want the free masterclass series, three videos, look in the show notes, it's linked down there. How do you see childhood traumas connecting to money blocks later? There are so many levels and layers to it, but in simplicity, we filter, um, we perceive ourselves as safe, as worthy, 
as lovable and therefore able to receive abundance, be it attracting clients or money, through the filter of how our early life relationships were. And a lot of people live in this war within them that is connected to their mother and father. And the negative attachment styles, but it's so much more because again, it's nervous system based. It's so much more than just connections. So a lot of people with financial issues will have some level of either childhood or family or transgenerational trauma. So it's either the relationship went or some type of trauma in either their life or transgenerational that locks in fear and state of unsafety in the body. And for many people who consciously think, who want money, their bodies and nervous systems are freaking out because wealth and visibility and showing up as experts is equal to and then fill in the blanks. It's something that's a perceivable level of danger. And unless this is un unlocked, we think we want a recognition, we think we want money, we think we want more clients, but we are unconsciously repelling it because for our bodies and unconscious minds, of course, yes, it feels not safe. Interesting. All right. So we are linking to your masterclass down below People have access to that. If people have any thoughts around this, you should definitely reach out. Um, what is the best place? Is it Facebook? Is that the best place to find you? Yeah, Facebook. And uh, if anyone wants to explore their uh, blocks, they can also get on my calendar. It's calendly.com forward slash Tatiana Valeria. And okay. I can answer any questions as well. Okay, we will link all of that stuff down below. We didn't even get to talk about being a digital nomad or traveling all over the place, but you said you really like Denver, so. I do. Nice, the mountains are always fun. Do you have anything in closing? If somebody is like, I don't know if hypnotherapy is for me, do you have anything to say to that person? Because you ran from it for a long time. You're like, that's that's not going to work, but you, it did. And now you're, you're a huge proponent of it. So what would you say to somebody that is like, I'm not sure if it's for me? Well, well, the, the realization that hypnotherapy is so much than so much more than just suggesting some new thoughts into the mindset, into the subconscious. Um, I believe it's helpful realizing that hypnotherapy can use it can be used for emotional healing, for that body release, right? And just to answer these, the, the stigma, right, that exists, that hypnosis mind, is mind control. Well, if it was mind control, I would be a billionaire by now, and um, every other hypnotherapist would be as well. So <laughs> that's not a valid, uh, you know, um, myth or belief. And also, I would say that if you're an entrepreneur and you have tried all the strategy, you've learned all the tricks and tools, and you are not receiving that return on investment, and you don't quite know what is that wall that you are hitting, um, I would suggest that perhaps it's not the tricks and tools and that secret ingredient that we all look for externally, but maybe pausing for a moment and asking what is internally stopping me from implementing consistently 
you know, confidently the strategies that I've learned. Because strategy is actually easy. What makes it difficult is implementation of that strategy to create that impact, to create that abundance, to create the, uh, that the transformation and lifestyle that we want to have in our lives and remove the sabotage to implement the strategy. So I think that's really interesting. I think a lot of people make up really good stories around why they can't do something, right? They make up stories around procrastination. They make up stories around, oh, I just didn't get everything done. They make up stories around, oh, like I started doing that, but that's not really going to work. So I don't want to keep doing it. It's really interesting to me. Um, and that is something we might explore some other time. Um, Tatiana, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and your wealth of information with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Of course. Um, to everybody else out there, until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, grab my free course at storyselling.how today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.